0: Welcome back. Episode 13 of Marcus Aurelius's Meditations for Modern Life. That of course does mean that I'm now on to passage 13 from book 2. Just before I read the passage, just take a moment to consider how much time on average each day you may spend, whether it's thinking, or in a social situation, talking about actions of others, their daily lives, perhaps an event going on in someone else's life. When you're not talking to that person directly, maybe those events or choices affect you in some way, shape or form. How much time do we spend complaining? Even if the actions of those others don't actually directly affect us, but it's just people that we know of. And then also consider how much time we perhaps dedicate time to, on average, each day, to things like worry. And by that, I don't mean worrying on huge, significant events, I mean worrying on things like what we're going to have for dinner. When are we going to find the time to go to the supermarket to get the stuff we need for dinner amongst picking the kids up and trying to finish work on time? The everyday things that we tend to let our minds become consumed by. And how much time do we therefore have left to analyse things that can actually make us happier, live a more fulfilling life, longer term, analysing ourselves? Why are we feeling a certain way towards something? Should we feel a certain way towards something? Is this important to us? Can we do anything about it? I.e., are we controlling our mind? Now, on to passage 13 from book two. Nothing is more miserable than one who is always out and about, running around everything in circles. Impinder's words, delving deep in the bowels of the earth and looking for signs and symptoms to divine his neighbour's minds. He does not realise that it is sufficient to concentrate solely on the divinity within himself and to give it true service. That service is to keep it uncontaminated by passion, triviality or discontent at what is dealt by gods or men. What comes from the gods demands reverence for their goodness. What comes from men is welcome for our kinship's sake, but sometimes pitiable also, in a way because of their ignorance of good and evil. And this is no less a disability than that which removes the distinction of light and dark. Okay, so to put this into a modern context, let's just go back to what I've talked about at the start. We spend a lot of our lives whether it's on social media, in social situations, talking about actions of others that may have absolutely no effect on us. Um, It may be that we're doing so from a judgmental standpoint, in which case any time that we're actually judging somebody else, we're actually judging ourselves. But we let other people and other people's actions occupy far too much time and space in our minds, simply because we may not share the same values of them. So, we may be resenting an action or a choice of someone based on one one simple trait that we fail to actually see in ourselves. You know, you may be talking about uh, a friend who's done something behind your back and you feel you would never have done that to them. However, I have no doubt that at some point in space and time, you would actually have exhibited the exact same traits, maybe in a slightly different form to somebody else. And they felt that same thing about you. The fact is, as human beings, we all do share the same traits. But of what benefit is it to us to judge others? There is a benefit. The benefit is when you actually spend that time to use that knowledge of that judgment to look at yourself. For example, we may be out uh, with a group of friends and we have a a mutual acquaintance who, let's just say they've just got divorced and they've gone and got uh, uh, involved with a partner half of their age and we're talking about that and and thinking, you know, it's disgusting or, or whatever terms we like to throw at it. Now, maybe the reason that we're actually judging that person in that area is firstly for a belief that we wouldn't do something similar. And secondly, because we've perhaps put them on a pedestal in other areas and we're actually looking for the way to bring them down. I would have no doubt if that's the case in that situation that that person actually has many traits that you've admired. So you've actually built them up, put them onto a pedestal and then you need to find a way to bring that person down. And I would actually relate this to any negative comments that you may receive on posts on social media. You know, if if people are giving negative comments, they're only doing that because it's touched them. So there's actually a part of themselves that they have disowned that is being highlighted. For example, you've transformed your physique in an amazing way and you've wanted to show that off and you've received a lot of praise for from it but then you have somebody comments on let's just say they don't like your arms (laughs) so they give a negative comment on the arms well the reason they're perhaps doing that is because they've actually put you on a a pedestal because of the work that you've done elsewhere the fact that they see the confidence they want some of that they don't feel it they see the work that you've put in and that you've got it right and achieve those results they've tried things in the past they've tried every way of dieting never been able to stick to it and not actually been able to see those kind of results so whilst they're jealous of the energy coming through your eyes they're jealous of the flat stomach or you know whatever it is else it is that may be important to them to make themselves feel better because they've now put you on a pedestal. They're going to try to find the one area where they feel they can bring you down. Think of it this way. Would they be making that comment, let's say it was something to do with your arms, on somebody who they perceive has way worse arms than yourself, but actually doesn't actually care about their physique, hasn't tried to improve it. They, they wouldn't because that person's not on a pedestal. You know, they're they're not envious of what that person's achieved. They're not envious of certain aspects of it. So they've no need to find that one thing to bring them down. So therefore, when you actually receive those kind of comments, they're seeing you as above them and they're trying to bring you down. And that's the case with any kind of negative judgment. So good comments, bad comments whether that's on social media, whether it's from other people running around in circles gossiping, they all serve you as a compliment. And therefore, any time that you feel the need to judge or to gossip, and we, we all do, we're humans, we all share the same traits, but in those moments, particularly when you're talking negatively of others, Have a think why. Why is that important? What could it be telling you about you? And therefore, if you're then able to live a life where you're not affected by the choices, actions of others, similarly, as Marcus says, gods and men, so the actions of nature, the universe, things that we cannot control, we also know both of those are for the greater good. And that therefore can touch on uh, many of the aspects that I've covered in previous episodes. Consider this as a closing statement. We are served by everything that happens to us. Therefore, actions of nature or the universe, we know for a greater good. So we should embrace them, even if we perceive certain events negatively at the time, That is telling us something about us. Look inside, where is the balance? Where is the positive? Where is it serving us? We then also know that if people are brought into our lives who will cause us something that is perceived as harmful and negative at the time, it's actually, again, a chance to look at ourselves because we're feeling that emotional context because it's part of our life that we've disowned and that's why we attracted that person into our lives in the first place. So therefore when you consider all of this, Marcus in this statement says that service is to keep it uncontaminated by passion, triviality or discontent at what is dealt by gods or men in referring to his own soul. We go back to the control of the mind, the one thing we can control. And it's much easier to control that mind and to remain in a state of, you like, of gratitude and happiness when we see that every single thing is serving us. That negative event that someone did to you, it's perceived as negative because life wants us to own a part of our life that we've disowned that we evolve through that event, that event has served us. We want to make decisions based on what's most important and meaningful for us in the long term, not based on a temporary need for pleasure. Um, You know, And and again, that, that boils down to controlling the mind, because if we're perceiving things as negative, we will experience things like stress, anxiety, and we will increase the need to activate the reward system in the brain and therefore make a decision on something that may give us pleasure in that moment, but is actually taking us away from that longer term mission. So we're able to live a life that is free from resentment, free from the desire of material pleasures, and strictly focused on what are our most highest values, what brings us fulfilment, we will actually not just be serving ourselves, but also leading by an example that gives off an energy that others will want to experience themselves. They will follow that lead. And in doing so, we're doing more to improve their own souls and their own minds than we could do by talking about it and criticizing thank you everyone i hope you've enjoyed the episode if so please please do leave me a review and rating um really really appreciate all those that i've had so far and it's been amazing to see how much um positive impact this uh, podcast is having on so many lives really appreciate it everyone please keep the feedback coming and i will see you next time thank you